standing, could you bring the lights up for me, sir? Thank you. Amen. God's an awesome God, isn't he? Amen. I want to give you opportunity tonight to give and we'll continue worship in your giving tonight. So just bless the Lord as you have purposed in your heart to do. The Bible teaches us not to give grudgingly or compulsively, but cheerfully and joyfully, right? Amen. And so let's do that tonight. And uh, let's just show the love of God through our worship this evening. Father, thank you for these moments in your presence. We thank you, God. And as we now give in our a gift to you, it's an extension of us. We have given our lives for this temporal means and now we lay our lives down for you and we ask you that you would bless this gift let it be uh, something that would bring glory and honor to your name and let it be that that will advance the kingdom of God we give you thanks and praise for it in Jesus name and amen amen praise God God bless you as you give take time to pray for our Honduras missions trip and uh, we're going to be praying over that we're also going to be praying over some specific needs here in the local body and then we're going to be praying for uh, special needs that you may have here tonight and uh, faith rises in your heart and you believe God for those things as we sung a few moments ago we believe that all things are possible to them that believe amen Praise God. And so we're just going to take this uh, time tonight, focus uh, much on prayer. Uh, I asked the team that would be going with me from the church here uh, to uh, help me tonight. Some of them are having to work so that they can have that time off. Bo and Kathy will be going and uh, he is uh, working tonight. She's having a, a medical procedure wasn't able to be here on this evening. We want to pray for them. And then uh, Nathaniel will also be going, and uh, he also uh, was held over at work tonight. And uh, so it's just me and Jordan. And so I'm going to let Jordan come and share what's on his heart this evening. And uh, then I'm going to come and and, uh, share a few things with you. And then uh, we're going to pray, and we're going to believe God for great things. Amen? Praise God. All right. All right. Tonight I didn't really expect my dad to do this to me, but uh, he <laughs> came up to me after school and asked me to uh, teach tonight. So I put something together just a couple hours ago. And um, I felt led tonight to talk about reflection. And um, the main example I chose for tonight was just a simple farmer named Gideon. 
And um, the verse I'm coming from tonight is Judges chapter 6, verse 25 through 29. And it says, That night the Lord said to Gideon, Take the second bull from your father's herd, the one that is seven years old. Pull down your father's altar to Baal and cut down the Asher pole standing beside it. Then build an altar to the Lord your God here on this hilltop sanctuary. Laying the stones carefully, sacrifice the bull as a burnt offering on the altar, using as fuel the wood of the Asher pole you cut down. So Gideon took ten of his servants and did as the Lord had commanded. But he did it at night because he was afraid of the other members of his father's household and the people of the town. Early the next morning, as the people of the town began to stir, someone discovered that the altar of Baal had been broken down and that the Asher pole beside it had been cut down. In the place, a new altar had been built, and on it were the remains of the bull that had been sacrificed. The people said to each other, Who did this? And after asking around and making a careful search, they learned that it was Gideon, the son of Joash. The, po- the thing that really stuck out to me when I read that verse was that uh, Gideon did his task in the dark. He feared that the people around him would, what they would do. He tore down the altar to their false god, and let me just simple it down a little bit, what he was afraid of. He feared that, one thing, he would be killed for what he was going to do. That's a good reason to be afraid of what he was going to do, wasn't it? But it, it gets even simpler. If they didn't kill him, he was just af- afraid to stand out or to be labeled as different. Which, does that sound familiar? Work, school, past? Uh, Now, don't get me wrong. I'm talking to myself as well because I'm a high school student and my friends can vouch for me. It's scary to be labeled as different and to stand out in public, like, at school. Because, like, when you're labeled as different, people will try to avoid you and just leave if you try to talk to them and just ignore you, and it can get lonely at times if you are labeled as different. Let's say that uh, you had 10 good friends that you hung out with a lot, like you go to the movies, maybe get a dinner with them at, like, during the weekend, but, like, when you're labeled as different for you adults as work and as for us teens and younger at school, that... uh, it's kind of it's kind of amazing when you're labeled as different that most a good percentage of them just drop you and leave you high and dry, isn't it? But there is a good thing about being labeled as different because when you are labeled as different, you do get to see who your true friends are and you don't have to put up with the people that will just leave you when things start to get bad. And those are the friends that you can trust with a vision God has given you, as Gideon did with his ten friends that helped him pull down the altar. And that they're not afraid to stand out with you when you do get called to do what God has asked you to do. Another verse I was led to was Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. 
No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. We as humans were created to reflect God and to show his glory to the world. In the beginning, in Genesis, God himself even said, let us make man in our own image. So that was our purpose, was to reflect him and to be in his image. We could try to run and hide from our purpose, but when we are called to reflect him and we decide to run, we will be left with a hole in our spirit, and we will try to fill it up with things of the world. But it is our very nature to reflect God, and that is something we cannot run from. We, we are all like that, like um, a moon. The moon itself, if you study astronomy and such, that the moon itself does not make have its own light. Instead, it reflects off the sun and on like a full moon that it's almost as bright as the sun. At least that's what I compare it to at night because I'll look out my window when I wake up at night and think it's the sun out already, but it's not. And uh, so when we do reflect God truly and we don't do things our own way, which we tend to do most of the time, that uh, we are like a full moon, which lights as bright as, bright as the sun in the darkness. And, but when we try to do our own thing and we hear what God t- tells us to do, but we decide to go a different route, we are like a new moon which is, you barely recognize a new moon at night because there's no light reflecting off of it. But like I said before, when we do fully do what God has us to do, we are like a full moon, and we are just as bright as the sun, and that we can make a light to the ones lost in the darkness. And that... Whether it be an office or school or whatever, we will make a difference and reflect God to a people that is lost in the dark and that is on death's row. Because Jesus didn't die for us to just sit on a couch and accept the world as it is. He did it so that we could reflect him and make a difference to a lost and dying people. There's a fear my youth pastor has shared with us a lot, and he has told it to us on Wednesday nights a often that his greatest fear is that someone in hell or going to hell knows my name. Now, I have adopted that as one of my greatest fears because that just tells me that I either haven't tried enough or I was too afraid to actually stand out and be a difference in the darkness and be the full moon to reflect God. And it just tells me that I wasn't that good and that I need to change in that I just remember that every day, and I try to do the best that I can. This is our job, our mission, our purpose. Call it what you will, but we are also meant to save the lost souls and lead them from, lead them to the straight and narrow path, which leads to Jesus. 
and through Jesus to our Heavenly Father, which that is what the Great Commission he gave us was to go out and make disciples of the world, which what we will be doing in Honduras. And um, these are the end times and the clock is ticking. We don't have a lot of time to just wait around saying, God, I'm waiting on you. When he is waiting for us to take the spiritual fire he has placed inside of us, the one that cannot be hidden and catch someone else on fire for him too. Because there is this, I've heard it many times, a simple example that, say one person invites two people to church, and those two people invite two other people to church. I'm not quick at math. Can you help me real quick, Shannon? <laughs> then those five people at invite two more. I don't know how I got an A in math, so what is that? Ten. Yeah, ten. So <laughs> so that uh just inviting two people can quickly add to the kingdom and it's easy to just be that light and just invite someone to church because I think it was a while ago that dad or your pastor said that um, that uh, was it 80% of people would come if people would just invite them 86 that's more so. I know I wasn't real long tonight but I want to close with this question who are you reflecting? Are you reflecting yourself and your will, or are you reflecting God's will all, with all his mercy, love, and grace? Amen. That's what we're going to go to Honduras and do. We're going to be the full moon and not the new moon. Amen. Praise God. And so we're, that's what we're going to do, and we're going to believe God for great things. And uh, I'm excited about that, excited about what God is not only doing overseas, but what he's going to do here in this house. And uh, God is doing a wonderful thing among us. There's a, a, a preparation that is taking place. And um, that's what we have to do is be the reflection. That's what... Uh, Jesus told us to be, right? He told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, in verse 1, uh, Paul tells us, he said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Amen? Imitate me as I imitate Christ. In other words, he said, when you see me do something that Christ did, he said, you do it too. Right? And then uh, we see in Ephesians 5 and 1, he said, Therefore, um, he imitate, be imitators of God, uh, beloved children, be imitators of, of Christ. And so he is telling us here that we are to do what God did. You and I will never become a God. Right? We'll never become a God. But we will reflect his image. We will do his work. We will do what God did. Amen. We do what Jesus did. 
And Jesus went into dark places and he preached the gospel. Amen. And he delivered the oppressed. He laid hands on the sick and healed them. Amen. He caused the little children to understand that there was a love that came from him. He would reach out to those who were in prison and who were in bondage and darkness and pull them out of that horrible pit that they were in and set their feet upon a solid and a firm foundation. He would go into the dark places of sickness, infirmity, and disease and curse the sickness. Amen. And he would bring them out of sickness and disease. Amen. And so if we are going to be imitators of Jesus, you and I need to heal the sick. You and I need to deliver the oppressed. You and I should be setting the captive free, right? And so we don't just do that in Honduras, but we do that right here in Culloden, West Virginia. We lay hands on the sick and they do recover. We cast out demonic spirits in the name of Jesus. We set the captive free and we do the works of Jesus Christ. Amen. And then as we do these works, we, we glorify the Father which is in heaven. Amen. And so tonight, we just, that's what we're here for. That's what we're going to Honduras to do. That's what we're doing on these four platforms that God has given us. Amen. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth, we are going to be imitators of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so whatever he did, we do. Amen. If he healed the sick, we heal the sick. If he set the captive free, we set the captive free. Amen. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We don't bow down, cower in. We don't try to fit in, as Jordan said. If you're fitting in, then you, you, don't, you need to change your relationship. Amen. Because God didn't save you. He didn't send his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to die a horrible death, to hang upon a cross so that we could be wallflower, a wallflower church, a church that would just fit in or a people that would just fit in. If you're fitting in with this culture, then you're not a Christian. Amen. You aren't saved. You need to get saved. Amen. Because the reality is, is this culture in which we live today does not reflect anything of Jesus Christ. Amen. But you know, the good thing is, is this, is it don't take a whole lot of light in a dark place to light up a room. Right? It don't take a whole lot of light when, as, as Jordan was talking about the moon in, in the darkness when it's uh, raining out or when it's cold and dark out. It don't take a full moon. You can have a quarter moon and it'll light up the sky. And so it is with our lives. It don't take a whole lot. All you have to do is exemplify the nature of God. Show his love. Show his kindness. Amen. A smile sometimes all is needed to change the atmosphere in a room. Amen. It don't take a lot. All it takes is us being like Christ and us just being like Christ. We don't have to prove ourselves. We don't have to act like we're all of that. We just go and do what Jesus did. Amen. It will light the atmosphere and lives will be changed for the glory of God. Amen. And so that's what we want to do, not just uh, here, but in the, the nations of the earth. And so we are believing God for uh, this to take place in this house and around the world. 
God has already given us favor and we haven't even got there yet. It was going to cost us about $2,000 to rent the, the, uh, the soccer stadium there in the city. The mayor heard that we were coming and he let us have it for free. Amen. He said, we want you to come to our city. We want this because our city needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so God's already at work. And so uh, don't be alarmed when the enemy starts raging and when strongholds and darkness and the works of the enemy start fighting against us because the enemy never is just going to sit down and, and let you have victory. He's never just going to let a church to impact a region or a people to touch their family and not do anything. If he sees somebody that dares to rise up and be a reflection of Christ, he's going to try to break them. He's going to try to push them back and just begin to fit in. But don't you dare back up. Don't dare cower down, but just be that reflection in that dark place and let the love and the mercy and the grace of God be revealed in your life. Amen. Because the enemy will be broken. Amen. I said the enemy will be broken. Those strongholds and those mindsets and those things that he brings to hold us hostage and cause darkness in a family or cause darkness in a region or a territory. When we begin to keep on keeping a praise and keep on worship and adoration and love before God, God's, God's anointing is going to rest upon that and will destroy those yokes and remove those burdens and his presence will be made known in a powerful way. Amen. Praise God. And so we just need to imitate Christ. That's not hard to do. It's not hard to do. You know, and I, I try to be as positive as I can because I like positivity. I don't like negative things. But you know we're lived in, living in a messed up world. And a, a pastor recently interviewed his, the children in his uh, church and asked them, he said, what, what if you ha was able to sit down face to face with Jesus and talk to him, said, what do you think he would say to you? And those children begin to tell him things that would break your heart. It wasn't, I love you. But these children said if Jesus were to, they were able to sit down face to face with Jesus and talk face to face with him, what would he say to you? And they, would, they said things like, I hate you. You're not good enough. You'll never amount to anything. Your parents were nothing, and you'll not be anything. That's what they think Jesus would say to them. How is it that this world is so jacked up, even in the church? It's because that's what they've seen from their natural father. Natural relationships have taught them that. 
And so now they have taken that on and this generation thinks that God is mad at them. Upset with them. And somebody's got to stand up in the middle of this mess and be the reflection of Jesus. Say, God's not mad at you. He doesn't hate you. He isn't upset with you. He loves you. He cares deeply about you. He loves you so much that he was willing to give his life so you could have life. It tells me we've done a poor job of reflecting Christ, even in the church. Amen? And we've got to get back to that place that where we resonate his love. Not bitterness, not arrogance, not haughtiness, but simplify his grace and his mercy that has been shown to us. That we be a reflection of that and show it to others. Amen. Because the Bible tells us this, he said, in the same measure in which you judge, you shall be judged. I live the best that I know how to live and and try to do the very best that I can. But I also understand this, that when I stand before him, I want every ounce of grace that I can get. Not because he's mean or because he's angry, but because I know that I can't do it on my own. But if I reflect his mercy, I reflect his grace, I reflect his love, then it will be reciprocated back into my life. And I need that. I need that. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Honduras and we're going to show Christ's love. We're going to heal the sick. We're going to minister to the oppressed. We're going to set the captive free. We're going to clothe the naked. We're going to feed the hungry. We're going to uh, provide medicine to those who need it. And we're going to show them Jesus. Say, this is what Jesus looks like. This is what Jesus does. Amen. And we're believing God that all of the evil and the wickedness that goes on in that city will be deeply hampered. Amen. Deeply hampered. I'm believing God for a Nikki Cruz experience. See some of them drug lords saved. Amen. If we're not careful, we Americanize God. But he's a God of the whole world. And he cares about us deeply. Amen. And so we're going to pray tonight. We're going to pray for those who are going. We're going to pray, first of all, for God's anointing, his Holy Spirit to rest upon us. That in every day that we're there, that people will see the love of Jesus Christ. We're going to pray, secondly, for the protection of God's angels to go before us. 
amen, and to shut the voice and the hearts of the wicked and uh, just uh, put a shield of protection around about us. We're all coming back, and we're coming back healthy, no sick among us, right? Amen. And God's going to keep his hand upon us, and we're going to be healthy and whole when we come back. Amen. And we're going to bring testimonies of God's goodness and grace. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. Right. What I want us to do tonight is I want us to, to come together and pray and uh, just ask God to help us. And then I want us to pray for a couple of things that specifically here in this local house. And then if you have a special need, we'll pray for that as well. Okay. All right. If you are able and, and, and feel that you're able to do so, if you could just come up to the front here and and uh, we're just going to join together around the front. Like I said, everybody's not here tonight, but Jordan and I will represent the team. And uh, Dad, if you'd come and uh, just uh, pray, lead us in prayer tonight. And uh, then we'll just believe God. Ghost and fire of God burn from their lips. May the power. 